The Florida Panthers defeat the Montreal Canadiens once again, sweep the season series, and have a chance to salvage this four-game road trip. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, March 31st edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Yes, we do have an Instagram account now for the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. And also subscribe to the YouTube channel. And send in your screenshot of your subscription and send it over to me um, and DM it at, at LO underscore FLA Panthers or email it at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com for your chance to win two free tickets to the Florida Panthers versus Toronto Maple Leafs game on April 10th. Best of luck, everybody. So my goodness, the, the Florida Panthers, you... I was a little nervous coming into this game because, you know, you get a big win over come from behind victory against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But at the same time, I think about it and it's a team that the Florida Panthers have owned this season. Every single game that the Panthers have faced off against the the Habs, it's been won by multiple goals and the average goals per game for the Panthers in this one is 6.75 after tonight's five to two win over the, the Habs. And it's Friday which means it's a Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Nick Fairbanks is here. Let me get the right background for you, by the way. Um, so, uh, Nick, uh, welcome to the show. A victorious Fairbanks Friday uh, for for us to recap this game and talk about a sweep of the Habs and just the Panthers continuing to fight. The resiliency of this team is unmatched. Um, you know, the, the, to say that they held a playoff spot for about five minutes tonight after the win, um, they're still in it. I mean, I, I know that we've had multiple, um, you know, season-ending ceremonies so far, but, um, you know, they just don't want to go away. They don't want to stop. Um, I do want to say welcome to the Graham, by the way, for the Lockdown podcast. Um, you know, hope you'll have a little bit of fun with that. And, um, you know, just great to be back uh, here on Fairbanks Friday. Yeah, man. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm excited to get ex- explore more of the content and dish out more of the content on the gram. But let's go into this, this game. You know, I would say if, if this isn't a 60-minute game, I would say maybe like a 57, 55 to 57 minute game that the that the Florida Panthers played for the most part the Panthers were just dominating the the Montreal Canadiens yeah they gave up the first goal 121 minute and 23 seconds into the game which was a fluky goal that Alex Lyon gave up from Sean Farrell just his second game in the NHL from Harvard and then a, a sharp angle shot Alex Lyon uh let's act squeak in maybe deflected off either Montour or Stahl and then late to hug his post but after that, I mean, three minutes later, Kachuk um, 
excuse me, Lundell scores after picking up a rebound off uh, Matthew Kachuk's uh, shot. And let's let's talk about that goal. And Kachuk gets it from the top of the circle and and shoots it to gets it towards the net. And what's the difference in in that play, Nick? The difference is the Habs standing around while while the shot was going off for for Kachuk. Lundell is already getting a head start, getting towards the slot and and punching that in for the first goal of the game. Definitely, and um, you know that's something that I think Florida needs to do more of. Um, you know, they got a playoff goal last night with Reinhardt tipping Ekblad's shot to tie the game up, and you know they ultimately won. But you know, a lot of these goals that the Panthers need to score if they're gonna you know proceed onto the playoffs and also win rounds. They, they have to score dirty goals. And, um, you know, I'm just glad that uh, Anton Lundell uh, has kind of found his game. Uh, he looked a lot better tonight as well. And, um, you know, I just I hope the team understands that, you know, as long as you're throwing the puck to the net and the net and the puck is getting to the net, that anything can happen. And, you know, you got to beat your man out. So um, as you're saying, you got to play 60 minutes, you got to play 60 minutes, both ends of the ice and everything. And I felt like Florida did that tonight. Yeah, for the most part, it was it was there. They were great on on exiting the zone, not allowing the Montreal Canadiens to get too much time off offensive zone time, and just the line of Kachuk, Lusterinen, and Lundell just bringing a, a different element. Of course, you have the def- defense of Etta Lusterinen. Of course, he's been up and down in, in the lineup, but still solidifying a a, a big role for. For this team, and then uh, and then try to between the legs even uh, for Etu uh, after after a rebound, and there was a time where where Lundell only had three shots on goal, two more than the than, than the next person, and also I want to give uh, a lot of credit to Ryan Lomberg uh, tonight, even though he didn't mm-hmm. get he, on the on the score sheet for the Panthers. I mean, he was consistently uh, back in 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 their offensive zone for checking he created the the power play opportunity as as uh as uh Pizzetta interfered uh Lomberg and then and then uh the the Panthers score on that very next uh power play uh excuse me it was the Lomberg uh hooked on Baron excuse me uh he drew he did draw a, a penalty before but the the Matthew Kachuk's uh first first goal of the game but just Lomberg creating that opportunity and that that was i i believe he had in the toronto game he had a he had a shot block and it was deflected way past the neutral zone into the panther zone and he's the first one to win the race to get the puck and this time it draws a penalty just what a game by the lamborghini he brings it every single game and uh i'll be honest i think he may be the only florida panther that actually does bring it 100 percent of the time every shift every game he is the spark plug. Um, I happen to think that he might be the actual heart of the team. Um, just with his energy, he doesn't care who he gets mixed up with. It seems like he'll go to battle against anybody, which is refreshing to see. Um, and he'll get in the dirty areas. You know, as you were saying, you know, he was forechecking. He beat, you know, the uh, Montreal defenseman to the puck and uh, drew a penalty, which ultimately finally put the Panthers up and put them up for good. So. Um, just little things like that, you know, from just putting in effort can go a long way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, and, and he even uh, got an, um, and even when he was hooked there, he had a backhand uh, pass to get it to Sam Reinhardt uh, to try uh, a, a shot, a, a shot opportunity there. And the Panthers, they also score uh, a few minutes uh, later. Kachuk gets his uh, 
second of, of the game the uh, on on the give and go with the with a whole bunch of open space and then just nailing the wrister there and kachuk against the habs this season well now uh thir- 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 13 points in four games versus montreal and the four and also surpassing the 100 point mark for matthew kachuk fourth player with back-to-back seasons with 100 points when changing teams and now set a franchise record for 32 multi-point games in a florida panthers sweater and this is year one of this trade nick just i know i know the overall results as far as record aren't where they want to be and i guess we'll talk more about that in segment two but let's talk about what kachuk has done not only against the canadians but just this season now getting to the 100 point mark just incredible what Matthew Kachuk brings every game. There was a lot of questions coming in after that trade. You know, I I know a lot of Florida fans were, you know, very happy to get Matthew Kachuk, but, you know, we had to give up a lot at the same time. We had to give up Mackenzie Weger. We had to give up Jonathan Uberto. We gave up a first-round draft pick. It's just, it was a lot to give up. And now you're seeing why Florida and Bill Zito gave up what they did. Um Mackenzie Weger and Jonathan Huberto right now are not even sniffing anything close to what Matthew Tuchuk is doing for the Florida Panthers. He is literally trying to lead them to the playoffs, put the team on his back and make sure that it happens. And, you know, that's what leaders do. And, you know, if there's anybody outside of McDavid right now that deserves hard consideration, it has to be Matthew Tuchuk. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. And uh, just, uh, his second hat trick now that's also worth mentioning his second hat trick with the Florida Panthers. Um, the first one, I, I happened to be in person for that one. It was against the Arizona coyotes on January 3rd of 2023. So I got to witness uh, Matthew Kachuk's first uh, hat trick and now getting to see a second and then him eclipsing a hundred points on, on the night in segment number two, we are going to discuss more about the win for the Florida Panthers as they defeat the Montreal Canadians by a final score of five to two put a bow on this uh, season series as the cat sweep the Habs. And we're going to discuss more about the comments that were made by Matthew Kachuk's father, Keith Kachuk. We're going to discuss that next year on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. But first, we're going to tell you all about FanDuel Sportsbook. And tournament season is heating up. There's no better place to get in the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if, you, if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and sign up today to reclaim your no-sweat first bet. Then, then you can wager from everything from the money line, point spread, which team will be cutting down the net. It's all safe and secure and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your chance for a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports betting partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Segment number two here on this Friday, March 31st edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Got Nick Fairbanks here on the show. To recap this 5-2 to two victory for the Florida Panthers over the Montreal Canadiens. And Nick, uh, the Cats were also doing really well on, on eliminating the finishing opportunities of the Montreal Canadiens. They had their rushes. They, mm-hmm. There was a point where the Montreal Canadiens had more rush chances than 
than the than the Florida Panthers. And but still, the the Panthers were just consistently getting back, consistently on on the, on the back check. I mean, and they were committed. They were committed to just getting into the the shooting and and passing lanes. I mean, there's a a, a two a three second window where Anthony Duclair had two consecutive blocks in like three seconds there uh, as well. And also with the the Panthers, I mean, just the, the Jeff Chikrin uh, broke it down in the intermission about how the Florida Panthers, when they came, when it came to puck battles, there was never one guy alone, neither. You always saw two white sweaters around and that, and, and the community that, that has a lot to do with instant, not, not only communication, but just natural instincts when you're on the ice of saying, okay, I know that, I know that if, 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 the, if this guy is alone, uh, here i i need to go back here for some support to get especially if your offense in your offensive zone for an opportunity to get it back out to the point and the panthers were doing such a great great job of getting it back to the point and then immediately going to to the to the near the blue paint to create some traffic in front of sam montebo so it, it was it was a great breakdown that i appreciated from uh jeff chikrin uh, in the intermission yeah, and that's the essence of forechecking and everything. So one guy usually going to go in deep and cause, you know, disruption and hopefully catch the defender and, you know, hold him up against the boards and, uh, you know, hold the puck up against the boards. Then your support comes in and they're supposed to be the ones that are supposed to retrieve the puck, get it up to the point, or at least find somebody open, hopefully in the slot as well as everybody's coming in the offensive zone. But um, you did see a lot of that last night. Um, you know, against Toronto and rightfully so. Toronto is a much faster, much more experienced team, whereas Montreal is younger and I think they're still trying to find their way, um, obviously. Um, but you got to see the difference in experience and the difference in, you know, wanting the game. I'm not saying Florida didn't want it last night, but, you know, we'll get into it in a couple of minutes. But you could just tell there was a little bit of a difference tonight rather than last night. So it seemed like everybody was willing to do their part. Um, you know, as you said, Anthony Duclair blocked two shots within a matter of seconds. I've never seen him do that before. Um, but it's things like that that will make this team successful. And if they see Duke doing that, then who knows who else is going to do that. Maybe Barkoff will get down on one knee and block one. I hope not because with his uh, injury history lately, um, I don't want anything to go wrong with him. But um, they did the little things right tonight, and that's really why they won. Yeah, and and – we you spoke about um getting it down low and 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 that happened on the power play goal that Rhino had to Kachuk as well where where you see Rhino puck handling a little bit and then you see him draw um, Edmondson towards him and then he was get um he was able to get the easy feed to Kachuk right on the doorstep as, as well and that and that's just the difference when it, when whenever you're you're committed to getting the puck uh down low as well and I mean finishing off with Lundell stripping Nick Suzuki as he was exiting the zone and then backhand forehand back to forehand uh to to beat Montebo and then um Kachuk capping it off with the with the empty netter even though the Montreal Canadiens did score six on four but never a threat for the Florida Panthers uh to to lose this one it was for the most part from start to finish uh just the the Panthers is a game all through all throughout Thursday night but it, it comes a few days after Keith Kachuk goes on radio in 
on TSN 1050. Uh, I actually, I believe I screenshotted the the quote here, Nick. And here's what uh-huh. here's um, some of the things that he said. He said, quote, this, um, this was before their game against the Maple Leafs, uh, uh-huh. mind you. Quote, this is do or die for the Panthers right now. They're a soft team, and they're getting everything they deserve right now. They should be a lot better and they're, and than they are showing right now. And more stuff from um, Keith Kachuk. Instead of trying to get autographs with Matthews and Marner, they should probably check a little harder. I know it's... I know I sound like a frustrated person, but I know every time I go to watch Ottawa, they might not be the most talented team, but they're going to play hard. Maybe Florida should take a page out of their book. Close quote. And since that, Nick, the 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 Florida Panthers have won both of their remaining games uh, in 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 Canada and wrapped the Canadian part of the road trip. But you just you you just see the different the, the difference in finishing uh, the, the checks as well, and and and. As soon as they finish it, they're getting right back into their position, especially, especially around Alex Lyon and protecting and protecting the house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I retweeted Keith to Chuck's comments yesterday. And, you know, I said that, you know, he was 100 percent correct and that he didn't say anything wrong here. Um, you know, after kind of, you know, reflecting, you know, kind of what he said, um, I mean, it needed to be said, but why, why did it have to come from him? You know, I, I would like to hear if there was any other talks during the season, if Paul Maurice pulled the team aside or anybody in the coaching staff, or maybe Bill Zito came down uh, and said something. I know Dale Talon was actually good for that. He would actually come down uh, off the press box and talk to the team if need be. Um, but it was definitely needed. People needed to be called out finally. And you saw Paul Maurice finally lose it last night. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of been wondering where that's been. Um, and maybe the team finally got it. But, you know, I don't think this team or the players really understand that there's a lot of hope in them and that there's a lot of expectations from them, even though, yes, we are in South Florida and unfortunately not well looked upon in uh, many other cities. But, it's serious down here. Expectations have been, you know, hired um, and nothing less than making the playoffs and getting a good run to the cup is unacceptable. And that's why I agree with his comments. You know, they have to come and bring it every single night. Yeah. And, and you also think about how when, when, when they, when they did step on the ice, yeah, they didn't look their best even in their win against Toronto on, on Wednesday, but you think about how, the Panthers even on, on Thursday night. Think about the yeah, they went to the box twice. Yeah, they gave up a power play goal. The 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 second one was the 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 one that they gave up was a few minutes left in the game and it mm-hmm. really it really didn't make a difference in the game. But the other one was a maybe a, a head scratching one of Brandon Montour right right near uh Alex Lyons' crease uh on a cross check on um, Harvey Pennard, which I I, I kind of like the I, I kind of like Harvey Pinard on that top line with Nick Suzuki. Mm-hmm. He's a good story. Being I, I believe he's a seventh round pick if I'm not uh, mistaken. But uh, just with and and it's not a, at least for Thursday. It's there's not there wasn't the the stupid penalties uh, that we saw. We saw the stupid penalties on Tuesday, but we didn't mm-hmm. see them against uh, against Montreal. But thing is is that is that gonna continue i i i, I don't i don't know uh we we've had 76 games of, of this throughout the season 
and is one person um, shouting out on the radio? I know it's a big name in Keith Kachuk, but is that all of a sudden going to make the Panthers discipline? I, 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 I'm not quite sure, but um, a good night for the Panthers tonight as far as that category. Yeah, I mean, to be completely honest with you, I think I would have the games flipped. I would definitely have maybe only two or three penalties against the Maple Leafs rather than give them, what, four or five, six that they gave them last night. Um, even though the power, uh, the penalty kill was really good last night, you still don't want to give a team like that chances to get back in the game. Um, there you go. You know, as you were saying earlier, yeah, you were kind of concerned about this game because this one could have been a trap game as well. I mean, we've Florida's basically bulldozed this team the whole season. And, you know, after that first shot that Lyon let in, kind of like turn your head a little bit like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what was that? Um, and if Florida started taking penalties after that, this was going to be a long game. And I don't know if they would have ever been able to actually play the structured game that they wanted to or play the full 60 minutes that, uh, that they did tonight. Yeah, your mindset is very different when you're playing from behind and the way um, you you finish uh, – things uh, uh it, when it when it comes to playing ahead and you're a little more of course you're a little more lack lapsed um and of course that happened uh tor- towards the end i mean but the florida panthers i mean they they went the first 15 minutes of the of the third period only giving up two shots on goal for uh the montreal canadians so even then they were great in just finishing the game and just not and just keep keeping it a well distance and just and and just allowing the the clock to run out and just okay get get this one over with and man um power play against the, the Habs uh, one more thing before we transition but 9 of 20 45% on on the on the power play against the Habs 27 goals uh it, against uh, uh Montre- Montreal and just it, it's just, it's just it, we're not, we're not going to see this every day against a single opponent but you know it, it's one thing we're going to look at definitely when we when we look back at at, this, at, at a season series like this uh, years from now. The other one was last year against Columbus uh, last year uh, in their mm-hmm. Presidents Trophy winning season. But cra- crazy uh, with with the, this Panthers team and how much they can score. But we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to talk about the Panthers possibly salvaging this this road trip after a not so great start, and where we're going to discuss panthers blue jackets and we're going to discuss more of the playoff picture on next on this edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast third and final segment here on this friday march 31st edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast where the florida panthers are coming off a five to two victory against the montreal canadians and nick i said that this trip was a must seven points but you could possibly get away with six, depending on results from di- uh, other games. But the Pittsburgh Penguins do win at home. They shut out the uh, the Nashville Predators, which the Nashville Predators had something to play for, uh, being close to a wild card race. But of course, with Nashville being being a team that sold at the deadline, a lot of injuries as well for for their team on the players who are there didn't really think that they were going to go into Pittsburgh and, and, and pick up a win uh, on Thursday night, but there's still a, a huge major opportunity. Uh, yeah. The, the Pittsburgh Penguins do have a game in hand, but before the Florida Panthers even take the ice on Saturday night against the Columbus blue jackets, the 
Pittsburgh Penguins will be making up a game in hand. But yeah, only for a few hours. Let, let, They'll make it up on Sunday. But but they also but they also have a back to back on uh, against Philly. Uh, I believe that's on the road. I have to double check that. But Penguins Bruins three o'clock. A few hours later, Panthers Blue Jackets, and the last trip in Columbus was not a pretty one for 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 the Panthers. Fifty plus fifty shots on goal against uh, Daniil Tarasov. I believe he was talking during that time how he looked up to Bobrovsky uh, growing up and then the Blue Jackets were super op- opportunistic on, on their few opportunities and then when the Florida Panthers face off against the Columbus Blue Jackets the second go around in South Florida they have half as many shots the Panthers I'm talking about but then they shut out the Blue Jackets and they were opportunistic in, on those on on those opportunities so the cra- crazy how the pl- Panthers were able to get more goals on on less uh shots and and more up front. I mean, they were throwing muffins in that first uh, matchup against uh, Tarasov, but ha- ha- this this looks like another trap, possibly another trap game for the Panthers. I know the Columbus Blue Jackets are in the Bedard sweep states right now, um, battling with San Jose and Chicago, mm-hmm. but also a big opportunity to just salvage uh, the road trip. Yeah, and uh, you know. When you play teams like this, you can't expect them to just lay down. I mean, you have guys playing on that team who probably shouldn't even be up here right now. I mean, I know Columbus is not only, you know, um, in the sweepstakes for Bedard, but they have an amazing amount of injuries, uh, you know, going on right now. So you have a couple guys that are, you know, maybe third, fourth string defensemen. I mean, I think at one point in the game that we ended up winning, they only had maybe one or two NHL defensemen playing. And um, kind of like how Montreal is right now. I, I feel like they only have maybe two NHL legit defensemen on the back at six. So you got to take advantage of that. You got to put pucks on net and you have to beat every uh, Blue Jackets player to every single puck, have the support and just play your game. Um, you know, Blue Jackets have really nothing to play for. But again, these guys who are playing are playing for jobs next year or at least trying to stay where they're at. Um, you know, with the AHL club that they may be with. Um, so don't expect them just to lay down at all. So um, hopefully Florida can come out victorious. But, you know, as we've seen this season with Philly, Arizona, the Blue Jackets, and my Chicago, um, who else am I missing right now? Just like those four teams. Let's, let's just take care of business on Saturday. Yeah, and, and the Blue Jackets uh, took the Boston Bruins tonight on the road up to overtime, but they they did lose. But I, I, I know the Boston Bruins are probably maybe a little relaxed uh, right now as they're trying to prepare for the postseason. They're going to win the President's Trophy. Um, so, I think they're 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 one point away uh, from it, but still, they're 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 it's not it's not a team that you could just walk all over. Yeah, and the one question I do have for you is since Boston and Pittsburgh are playing at 3 o'clock on Saturday, does Boston play down to Pittsburgh, allows them to win because they want to play Pittsburgh in the playoffs, or do they beat Pittsburgh and give Florida a chance to get the last playoff spot because they'd rather play Florida? I mean, who's <laughs> if you're the Boston Bruins, who you have to ask yourself, who scares you more? When, when it comes to answer. when when it comes to when it comes to who you're facing, and yeah, both teams have questionable goaltending, 
with the Panthers and the and the Penguins. But as far as like that killer instinct, uh, yeah, there's Kachuk, yeah, there's Crosby, but you rather not face Crosby, right? So one hundred percent. If you're the Boston Bruins, I think you try to avoid playing the Penguins, and you rather pay, play the Panthers. And I mean, look at the look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and like this third to last game last year, they beat up on the Panthers in their last regular season game. And don't you think that what that was a confidence booster, even though they had a whole round before they faced in the second round? That, that mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I think about it. And I think. I don't think the pan- I don't think the Bruins in in that one are going to take their foot off the gas pedal. And of course, this is a matinee game, a nationally televised game as well. And and not only it's a chance to clinch uh, the, the the President's Trophy for them. I, and you know they they're already thinking this could could be a preview of of a first round matchup. We don't want to show any sign of weakness, neither. Mm-hmm. That that there are parts that are vulnerable for them as well. So I think that the Boston Bruins, I don't think they're going to lay back in, in this one on Saturday afternoon. I hope not. Um, I want Florida to hold a playoff spot longer than a day. It would be nice. <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> and then, you know, if, they, if Pittsburgh ends up losing that game on Saturday and then goes into Philadelphia on Sunday, who Philadelphia has been playing a lot better, and I don't know if you heard this, but John Tortorella wasn't on the bench tonight. He was actually up in the press box. So mm. there might be a there might be a change coming in Philadelphia. So you in don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't know. Well, I think this was planned from the start, to be honest with you. Um, I don't know if Torch wants to necessarily coach anymore. I think he wants to be on the ops side of things, kind of like um, uh, Barry Trotz. You know, uh, now he's going to be the GM of Nashville and everything. But um, – no easy games for Pittsburgh actually coming coming up. Um, not even for uh, the Islanders either. I think uh, if we're talking about the wild card spots, I think the Islanders have two against uh, Carolina coming up, and who else are they playing? Um, I think I think it's the Rangers. Which which team are you talking? About? Which team did you say? The Hurricanes. Or, I'm sorry, the Isl- the Islanders. I'm sorry. The Islanders have a back to back in Tampa and Carolina. Uh, home against Tampa, home against Philly, at Washington, and then home against Montreal on a, on a Wednesday. Game eighty two for the Islanders will be on a Wednesday. Okay, so they have some games that are winnable and everything. But the other thing too about it is is that they have to go through that three or four game gauntlet to get points. And if they don't get any, they're going to be in bad shape because I think that Pittsburgh and Florida um, do have a good shot because Florida has the best schedule going forward. Um, mm-hmm. And they need to take care of business. So that's that's the silver lining right now. Florida's going to lose four. They might win four or five now and get us back on the you know the wagon and everything. But um, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. We'll see. And and a few uh, also, I I've talked about this stat going back to the matchup against the Columbus Blue Jackets about this one stat called man games loss, which is. Games lost due to injury, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are up there in 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 the in in the National Hockey League. I mean, Patrick Laine didn't play tonight for the for the for the yeah. Columbus Blue Jackets. Zach Gorenski's on LTIR. Uh, Eric Branson's day to day former Panther. Eric Branson. Uh, El- Elvis Merzlikens is out. Uh, according to Daily Faceoff, it says COVID nineteen. Jake Beans on IR. Uh, I mean, 
it's it's a big opportunity for for the Panthers. I, I know we're talking about other teams and playing games, but man, if, if there's a way to wrap up the show, uh, I, I the way the way I the way I want to say is just beat Columbus. Focus on Saturday night, but mm-hmm. thankfully we'll get a little bit more of an indication of where the Panthers stand because of Pittsburgh playing at 3 p.m. on Saturday. Just beat Columbus. Beat Columbus. One game at a time. That's all That's all you can do in the NHL. You can't get you know caught up in just puzzles or sets of games because um, if you start doing that, looking too far ahead, then you lose a uh, grasp of what's in front of you and what you need to accomplish and to get you uh, to where you want to go. So uh, big game on Saturday. Big, big game, no doubt, for, for sure. So, uh, Nick, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. Next time you come on the show, the Florida Panthers will be playing their third and final matchup against the Ottawa Senators, and we'll maybe uh, maybe some uh, points and goals uh, for uh, Matthew Kachuk against Brady Kachuk, and maybe FLA Live Arena will be chanting, Matthew's better uh, uh, next Thursday. <laughs> Maybe hopefully we'll be talking about it. But in the meantime, tell everybody where they can follow you online. Armando, thanks for having me on again this week and everything. Glad that the Panthers got a win. But uh, if you guys would like to follow me, I'm on Twitter at Prudentia Zero and look forward to uh, conversing with everybody about the uh, rest of the season. Uh, absolutely, Nick. And thank you so much. And I'll see you next Friday. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, Please subscribe to the podcast and be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Don't forget to subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey, Flip Livingstone, and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen. Game to Game NHL. Every moment, every top performance, every result. Locked On Game to Game covers every game from across the NHL with local analysis that only Locked On can deliver. Follow Game to Game on Locked On NHL. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So I'm Armando Velez with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We're your team every day. <laughs>